Good evening. Good evening. The, um, the message I'd like to start with in the title is, as a pastor was preaching this morning in the 9 a.m. service, I, uh, I, uh, I'm going to borrow from him a little in that the, uh, the title is The Central Place of the Word of God in Fasting and Prayer. And I had three thoughts as I was thinking about this, this uh, spiritual discipline that we're to exercise, which is fasting. And uh, the first thought that I was meditating on as I was uh, going over this was that there is more to fasting than abstaining from food. There is more to fasting than abstaining from, fruit, uh, from food. And when I sat there and I started looking into the scriptures and trying to you know, further this thought and develop it, the, uh, I was in Matthew chapter 4, and in the first part of the uh, first four verses, it says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And the verse, in the part that really stuck and that I was chewing on and meditating on was this, and it says, but Jesus answers him and says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I was struck with that thought as, so man doesn't live by bread alone. Man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I wanted to explore this even further, so I went back into Deuteronomy, back into Deuteronomy chapter 8, where Jesus was quoting, where, uh, where Moses was speaking to the people. And back in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, he, he highlights, and if you guys remember, the, uh, it was the children of Israel being led through the wilderness. And he says in the scriptures, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness, to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know. For what reason? That he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Amen. And as I was thinking, you think about that, right? The, the children of Israel were in a desert place and there was no food there and there was no water there. There was nothing for them to eat or drink. And how did God sustain them? God wanted them to learn. He humbled them first and he wanted them to learn that man doesn't live by bread. Man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And as I was trying to make the connection between prayer and fasting and the word of God, if you get back to the, the purpose, right, the central theme or place of the word of God in fasting is prayer, is that praying and fasting doesn't just involve praying when you're not eating any food. And that's what I've done before. I've sat there and I've just, I've just abstained from eating food. And then I thought if I prayed to God that something special was going to happen because I prayed to God without eating food. But the thought that I was really delving into was is that I think what God is really looking for is for me to be sustained by the word of God in replacement of the food that I would have been eating during that time. And we have a couple illustrations from the scriptures. From that one I read in Matthew, Jesus was sustained by God for 40 days and 40 nights. 
how did he, he didn't eat, he was hungry. And his response back to the devil was, is that, again, I have, I have the word of God to sustain me during that period of time. And you guys remember Moses on Mount Sinai, right? He was there for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was sustained also by God in the presence of God. And so that first thought that I was just really meditating on was, is how important it is when I'm fasting that I need to sustain, I need to be sustained spiritually right, by the word of God, and that's where I need to find my sustenance. And another fascinating passage of scripture that kind of lends into that, that made me think a little bit more, is you guys remember when they, uh, the disciples were in the garden of Gethsemane, and in Matthew 26, Jesus commands him and says, I'm sorry, Matthew 26, 41, he says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. They needed to be sustained during that period of time through the word of God. And that was what was going to, because the spirit was willing to sustain them, but their flesh was weak. They were tired and they were wearied, the Bible says, with, um, the Bible says they were wearied with sorrow. So that was the first thought I was working on. And what was interesting is, is as I went into the second thought, I, uh, I was thinking, and it, it anchored very nicely with this, this one as well. And the second thought I had was, is it possible at times I have prayed in unbelief and the Lord wants me to fast and pray before he will answer? Is it possible that I have prayed in unbelief and the Lord wants me to fast and pray before he will answer? And the passage of scripture I was meditating on was in Matthew 17. And you guys know this passage where in verse 19 it says, Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And then he adds, he says, how be it, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. And so I was thinking, it's like, you know, where do I, how do I deal with unbelief? When I have unbelief in my life, what did, you know, the, in this passage of scripture, the, man, the, the father of this man said, I believe, help thou my unbelief. The belief is through the word of God. And so when I'm struggling to believe, I need to sustain myself in fasting with the word of God. And in so, God can produce within me a belief of faith, right? As the grain of mustard seed, and nothing would be impossible unto that man who believes, right? And Brother Wolf's good at praying for the unbelievable things, right? Amen. The third thought I had, Building on this again was through prayer and fasting, my prayer is heard. Through prayer and fasting, my prayer is heard. And the illustrations I was looking at was in Acts chapter 10, and you guys know Cornelius as well. In verse 30, it says, And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. So Cornelius was fasting, and he was praying, and he received notice 
that his prayer had been heard. And I also thought about, and you remember this one too, with Daniel. Remember Daniel was praying and fasting and confessing the sins of Israel, right? And the angel Gabriel came to him and said, thy prayer has been heard. And so I was really meditating on, but now what's the connection though? What's the connection between being sustained by the word of God and my prayer being heard? You guys know in 1 John 5, 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And how am I to discern what the will of God is? I need to, when I'm praying and fasting, I need to be sustaining myself with the word of God. And as I'm chewing and meditating and pondering and spending time in fellowship with the Lord, the spirit of God can make his will through the word of God very plain to us. And when we pray according to God's will, we have a promise from the word of God that God will hear our prayer. And in so, I can have that confidence to move the mountains in life that I'm really struggling with. And so the challenge that the Lord really imparted upon me is, is I really want to grow in the spiritual discipline this year of prayer and fasting. And the one thing that came to my mind was, was my mother and father-in-law are, are some, they're some impossible, they look impossible that the Lord could save their souls. But I really want to endeavor this year with God's help, with my wife, to, to, to work out this, this discipline of, of spiritual discipline of prayer and fasting. And I'm, I'm praying that the Lord might move those mountains that just look like just can't move them. And it's my prayer that God would teach me this year what it really means to pray and fast.